Hello, me lovelies. It's me, Ned Natter, with the famously unpasteurized and unfiltered Ned Natter radio show, ready to brighten your day. First up, it's great to be with you again. Thanks so much for your lovely comments and messages. It's time for good old Natter. But remember, I don't chat about the regular news and current affairs. Oh no, I'm here to give you a break from it all. A good laugh. Even when it's only once a week on a Wednesday. <laughs> remember though, you can listen to all my shows again. Yep, they're all safe as podcast too at nednatter.com. Yep, okay, well, put everything down. No, I'm everything. I mean you too. Come on, it's time for the Ned Natter show. And you can't miss this. Here at Two Medicine Farm, life goes on, and Elsie the wife, along with our temporary permanent house guest and expert on just about every subject possible. Yep, that's beyond it. Yep, that's beyond it. Brandy Shirt Washington, or BBW for short. They're both working hard on destroying me sofa. Hmm, I've even given up trying to get close to it. Sit down. <laughs> There's not enough space on there to put a pencil between the world's greatest eaters. And what troubles me is that beyond it planned to stay for a few days. Now it's been a few weeks and she shows no sign of moving on. <laughs> Doesn't help the wife as a staunch ally in the gluttony department. And she seems to enjoy that more than anything else. Add to that, Elsie's just about matching our house guest pound for pound now. Oh dear. Well, I'm waiting for the point where I have to tell you it's ton for ton. <laughs> the major monthly grocery stock up took place this week, but I decided I could no longer face them or the overcrowded store. Oh no, I've had enough of it all. So I called this man and van service. Yep, this guy, you know, he's uh, usually moves furniture and household stuff, you know. This time, it was just two boilers and a bunch of groceries. <laughs> Not all that different, just a bit heavier than normal. <laughs> Toshiko Suzuki, me lawyer, brother and black sheep of the family, Nelson Natter's wife and Beverly Hills sex therapist, Heiner's now 103-year-old grandmother. Yep, 103, she celebrated that milestone last week. She's still here too. Yep, she's keeping me awful ancient aging parent old nan company. And Toshiko's not planning on heading back to California. No, she's she's enjoying Nan's companionship and despite their wildly opposite cultures and traditions, they're united in their old crow adventures, you know, that's like kind of uh, senior citizen terrorism. <laughs> yeah. Where they're guaranteed to remain the scourge of just about every Florida tourist attraction they happen to visit. In fact, you know, it doesn't have to be anywhere special. You know, they're just a menace everywhere they go. <laughs> Still on me farm. It hasn't been a good week for me lucky pet big old Bill. Oh, no. We've had a bunch of, you know, close calls on the lightning front, yeah, which is not good for me because it's Bill who picks me winning numbers on the horse races too, you know, he tries to help me with a lot of numbers, yeah. Despite being it three times before, he survived, but this time the strikes have landed very close again, yeah, Bill's been a bit jittery, as has the wife's pig and me namesake, Ned Jr., you know, they share a special pen now. Only Junior seems to be on a mission to dodge me own version of a lightning rod. <laughs> Doesn't help though that me farmer Ding Dang always finds an excuse to clean the pen and let the poor muckers loose during a storm. And this week, I finally...
finally found out why. Yeah, apparently, old Lonnie, the outdoor free range and roadkill meat expert, reckons that fork lightning cooked pork is the best there is. Oh no, yeah. See, in the south, they have a thing called pulled pork, yeah. But Lonnie calls his forked pork mm. and suggested, you know, ding dang, give it a try. Trouble is, he's not too bright, and if the strike does it, the ground. <laughs> It'll probably get him too. Well, that's unless I get him first, of course. See, you know, old Bill's going to give me a big win on the lot one day. And after that, I'll move somewhere else. Take old Bill with me. Yep, in fact, I'll even stick him in the sofa in pride of place. Hang on, though, that wouldn't be much change at all, would it? No, you know, a piggy on me sofa and all that. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here, the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, Follow shows again at nednatter.com where they're all stored for his podcast. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to my old voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Returning to the subject of old Nan, yep, I wanted to mention that despite her trouble in getting around fast these days, oh dear, she planned on giving Grandma to Chico another so called luxury local cultural experience. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nan decided that after an awful sushi restaurant visit, you know, she'd show Toshiko her favourite food instead, and that's curry. Mmm, curry, yep. Uh, and so she decided to take her old crow buddy to dine at me, at me buddy's Pashana Kondapinde's Taste of the Taj Mahal Authentic Indian Restaurant. Oh. Yep, so old Nan convinced me to drive her and Toshiko over there. <laughs> I was surprised, you know, she was happy to go like local for a change, you know, but uh, she had this uh, cunning expression on her face too, which usually means trouble, but I could work it out to begin with. Either way, when we got there, we had a personal welcome from me Indian buddy, and once old Nan set the barometer, or in her case, thermometer, well, let's just say spicy is an understatement. You know, when Nan gets crunchy with the papadums, and overheated with a super hot vindaloo, she's in her element, not just the loo. <laughs> yeah, whilst Shiko was just about ready to explode. <gasps> yeah, it's a bit hot for her, it was. <laughs> I was happy enough, I loved the old Indian food, and Pishana put on quite a spread for us too. Very nice. But this wasn't only about food after all. No, the irony was that old Nan had outwitted me this time. Yeah, she'd gone and overheard a conversation and learned that me rapping restaurant and sea store owning buddy operates a weekly high stakes poker game in a secret room behind his restaurant. Known to only a select few as Cardamom Peas Poker Palace. <laughs> And that's a real old dear, you know, oddly palatial it is, you know, more like Cardamon's pokey place. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's his stock room. His restaurant is far from the Taj either, and I don't mean just in distance. <laughs> See, it's mostly, you know, plastic plants, plastic Indian deities, wiped down furniture and paper and napkins. Pachana's poker room is the place where he usually keeps his bulk rice too. It's mostly, you know, fold-up card tables and chairs. In fact, he's glued green bays on a bunch of cheap plastic picnic tables to give it a so-called more authentic feel. <laughs> and 
To be honest, it's like having a picnic on a small pool table without the corner pockets or balls. You know, Shan loves to cut corners and do everything on the cheap. Naturally, he had no idea what was about to happen when the two old birds offered to weigh in with some cash and join this week's game. Pashana generally keeps the atmosphere pleasant, you know, with pickles, poppadoms and poker. <laughs> Usually, he has between 10 or 20 guests. At the top end, elbow room would be a challenge, but, you know, he ended up with a more comfortable 12 on the night we were there. His regulars were a bunch of experience, but degenerate gamblers, their faces said it all. Mm, eyes down, cards covered and win or lose was only part of the game. You know, confident, smart ass was part of it too. But nobody was even close to be ready for a scalping by the ancient card sharp sisters. <laughs> In fact, every time Nan suspected they might have any real competition, she crunched away, dropped a pickle, made a mess with the poppadoms, just to throw the other players and dealers off her fast card sharp and card counting techniques. <laughs> More so when she was in cahoots with her dubious 103-year-old double-dealing, or should I say triple-dealing, sister. The game stood up and folded at great speed and it wasn't long before Pashana's punters felt the squeeze as the old crows continued to clean up the cash. <laughs> Whilst poor old Pashana scurried around trying to clean up the mess. Good me. What is going on here? Topping up the senior car players tumblers with whiskey on the rocks at the end of the tents shorter than usual evening. Yep, Nan and Shiko walked off with not only the highest blood alcohol levels but the entire pot too. <laughs> not a soul volunteered to offer the old crows another chance next time. Yep, no rematch here. In fact, they're all open. They would never be a next time at all. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. When I'm ready, you can find me and my shows at nednatter.com. As you recall, me fireman Ding Dang was well and truly married to Darlene Freebird, but me fireman's got the upper hand now, yep, and got a lawyer. Yep, their marriage is no longer on the rocks, it's been annulled. And Darlene Freebird has moved out of his home with the help of the sheriff. Yep, it's another way of saying court-ordered eviction. Um, <laughs> Ding Dang's no longer homeless, but Darlene Freeberg did take his big screen TV. But he's returned as a changed man and decided to kind of return the generosity of Quinta Mecamp, tenant painter and writer, and coagulate his peaceful partner. Yep, he let them give up on that drafty old trailer. Yep, and move in with him. We um, farmed old Clay... Young cat Charles seemed to have decided to take over the travel trailer, which is in in the back of me barn. It's a good spot for them and their fleas. <laughs> well, only after three weeks, there have been many changes in me fireman caused by Quinton's the flamboyant eye for the farm guy. They even took him to this weird, almost surreal place this week. Yep, the local library. Mm. See, Quinton's decided to teach Ding Dang to read. 
<laughs> I just hope he teaches him the basics first. And don't get carried away with the classics, you know, Salinger and Tolstoy need to stand to one side whilst he learns useful words, yeah, important too, like no trespassing, <laughs> keep out, <laughs> beware of the dog, no hunting, no fishing, and private property. <laughs> In fact, you know, the entire Ding Dang clan benefit from that piece of information <laughs> and a little bit of education too <laughs> anyway i still got me fireman's unforgettable little feature on me show though oh, so here's ding dang's southern quote and it's she was pitching a hissy fit with a tail on it oh dear this according to him relates directly to darling freebird's exit from his life and his single wide mobile home. <laughs> this is Ned Nat here with the Ned Nat Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can always find me shows again at nednat.com where they're all stored for his podcast. So if you want me repeats or can handle listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Well, next up I'm returning to the wife's favourite subject. Food, of course, yep, Elsie's private recipes and ideas for cooking. Those revolting offerings from the swamp. <laughs> I cook my own food and leave her to that cosy relationship with her microwave. So this week, Elsie's promised more sweet treats in her feature. As you know, more sugar, lots of sugar, perhaps a bit more sugar. <laughs> the last one was hideous enough, so we'll have to just see how repulsive it is this time around. Here's the next of her so-called recipes, yep. Elsie's cooking cock-ups. <laughs> so, warm up your microwave and stand well clear in the cooking process. Yup, usually I stay in the barn behind a concrete wall. The recommended distance is at least 50 feet away. Further the better. So, it's Elsie's fruit bun cake surprise. <laughs> this time, it was supposed to be a traditional bun cake. Elsie hmm. looked it up online, but as usual, she got carried off course and added her own array of vile and volatile ingredients. <laughs> yep, I hope things would improve. Oh dear, so let's see. Elsie's written it all down on the back of the Forget About It menu from the local pizza delivery place. Yep, Godmother's Pizza. It's a hideous handwriting, all right. Scrawled around the sides of the menu. Trouble is, it's highly confusing. I, I mean, I can't really tell where Elsie's recipe ends and the pizza selection begins, or maybe it's the other way around. Hmm. <laughs> well, there's the usual coffee, soda, ketchup, and mustard stains there, all right. Yeah, and over here as well. It's like um, red wine. Oh. Mind you, uh, and beyond it, I did have a couple of bottles this week, so. Uh, that explains that a little bit. Anyway, she started out, as usual, with a plastic dog bowl bigger than usual and a two-pound load of self-rising flour. <laughs> yep, she threw the lot in a the bowl, then added four pounds of sugar, two pounds of margarine, four ounces of raisins, one can of mixed fruit, one of pineapple chunks, one of peaches, one of prunes, two of apricots. Unfortunately... Once again, no <laughs> cochineal red food colouring. Well, the cake's supposed to be a neutral colour anyway. With her ingredients, it doesn't really need <laughs> extra colour, does it? <laughs> I just reckoned it was going to turn out like a fruity upside-down cake. 
And of course, she couldn't help it, could she? She added her highly personal touch, yeah. The usual array of nasty condiments. Sea salt, black pepper, ketchup and steak sauce extra flavouring. Mm. Then she whisked it all up with the old electric drill borrowed from me workshop, the hammer drill. Oh dear, well, then she cooked it in the microwave oven at high heat. Yeah, half an hour or so later, she shoveled it out. <laughs> it had risen all right and was overflowing. It looked like uh, an accident in the produce department. And after a few minutes, it was ready to eat. And of course, as usual, that's the only time you don't hear a word out of the wife. Beyond it, of course, well, she just held her nose, rolled her eyes, and munched on a tub of roasted peanuts with added peanut butter. <laughs> By the way, as I've mentioned before, the Ned Nat show will not be held responsible for the results. No Elsie's cooking is undertaken at your own risk. It not only needs a strong stomach, it needs an even stronger oven. And if possible, you know, a standalone concrete bomb-proof building. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can always find the shows again at nednatter.com. All stored for your podcasts, so if you want the repeats, and listen to me voice all over again. Stop by and say hello. Me blind neighbour old Lonnie and his housemate nudist swinger old Fred were in hiding last week. Well, of course you remember old Fred had gained a stalker after hooking up on that swinger's website. Although this week his stalker come prowler come cop is on duty. (laughs) So she can't get away. On the other hand, Fred dare not go out either. You know, she might pull him over and give him a lot more than just a ticket. That's a big old deer, isn't it? In fact, old Fred has even gone as far as taking the painful step of deleting his profile from that particular swinging community website. On the other hand, with the burning heat we've been having recently, nude sunbathing can be an even more painful option. (laughs) On the family front, when she's not complaining about, well... Just pick a subject and she complains about it. Me 95-year-old old mother, old Nan, the miserable old crew herself, has a little feature on the show. Yep, old Nan remembers. And that's an old dear. <laughs> it's a little bout of what's professionally termed reminiscence therapy. <laughs> this time, old Nan remembers the day she tried to play Elsie's CD collection on her old record player. <laughs> For starters, the old crow couldn't understand why the records were silver and had shrunk to such a small size. She just thought Elsie had bought the cheapest ones around, you know, our Elsie loves the dollar store. <laughs> Added to that, when she put them on the turntable, the hole in the middle was far too big. <laughs> so not only did they wobble around, they wouldn't play at all. There was this sort of nothing but a scratching and hissing sound. Yeah, just like me farm cat young Charles when he's got a bad outbreak of fleas. <laughs> Add to that, she quietly put them back on the shelf. Yeah, the CDs, not the fleas. That is, yeah. <laughs> Elsie had trouble with her collection ever since, yeah, and she can't understand where these strange spiral scratches came from. 
But you know, the wife's tone deaf anyway, so we're not missing much by dodging her awful taste in music, are we? To be honest, it's more head splitting than head banging. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. When I'm not here, you can find me and my shows at nednatter.com. Well, there me lovelies, that twangy old music means it's time again for me book reviews. Yep, I get me hands on a few and I feature them right here. Just remember, I've got a great system here. Yep, so if a book is shite, it goes on me compost heap. Sometimes, if it's really bad, I have to burn it. The middle of the road books go in me giveaway charity box and the good or reasonable ones usually stay on me farm library shelf. Hope that's all nice and clear for you. Okay, well, me farm track is still too muddy, but our new mail carrier and his struggling old mail van still have no choices. He's had to visit on account of Elsie and Beyond its online shopping obsession. Anyway, I've ended up with two books this time, and believe it or not, neither of them arrived in the mail. They were hand-delivered to me farmhouse door by me vying political pundit neighbours. Yeah. That's me incontinent Republican buddy, old Rush. He arrived bright and early in his Lincoln Town car. <laughs> and the polyamorous ex-TV host, Democrat Jeremy Sprung, arrived later in the afternoon in his Honda Civic. <laughs> it seems both of them have entered the world of self-publishing in the hope of getting their individual messages over. Oh dear, well, to be honest... I never wanted to get involved, but to be fair and balanced, I thought it's best to feature both of them at the same time. <laughs> As I said, at first glance, I thought I shouldn't really be re reviewing books like this, but, you know, especially as it's uh, useless to farmers. After all, what do politicians ever do for us? <laughs> anyway, I'm digressing again, aren't I? The first book is from Rush and twice the thickness of Sprung's effort. I tossed the coin to decide which order to feature them in. Anyway, this one's called Rush to the Rescue by Rush Lewis Clark Waterford Nixon III. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> it's another of those print-on-demand jobs, you know, but uh, as you'd expect, Rush is on the offensive, not defensive, and he starts out by getting to the point right in Chapter 1 with his familiar grassroots ideas. You've got to give it to him, he has plenty of them. <laughs> and the chapter's called Taking Out the Opposition Locally. Ooh, I thought he looked at it very carefully, only to find his plans are well. I'll let you decide. <laughs> Section 1. Remove all signs pointing to popular Democrat voting places and point them towards the ocean. <laughs> Section 2. Roadside signs. Hmm. Remove all Democrat candidate signs and replace with GOP ones. <laughs> Section 3, if Democrat signs reappear, use a ride-on mower to permanently destroy them. <laughs> oh dear, well, that's an interesting one, isn't it? Chapter 5 is called Former Foes. Hmm. It's an entire chapter about repairing our wounds and finding a Russian pen pal. Yeah, tells the reader that age is not an issue either here because the best hackers... Sorry, I think that was supposed to say pen pals. <laughs> Are under 25. <laughs> uh, hmm. Chapter 10 is my favourite, yeah. Fake news. It goes into the entire subject of fake news, and tells you how to write your own, and even has a section called BS for the Masses. <laughs> oh, 
and it's a little underscore. It says, if it's wrong, make it right with a carefully crafted fake. <laughs> well, that's Russia's offering, and now I'm moving on to my second offering. This time, it's called Spring Into Action by Jeremy Buchanan Sprung, Jr. Hmm. I never knew his middle name until now. Yep. Jeremy B.S. <laughs> anyway, to the book. This one is after Thickness of Rush's, but then again, Rush does go on a bit and loves to add his little piece of history along the way. Anyway, there's only six chapters in this one. Five deal with every reason why you should not only understand, but be nice to all Democrats. Yeah, very sympathetic it is. You know, added to that, Sprung loves to describe his buddies as downtrodden and put upon by the evil Republicans. <laughs> oh dear, yeah. Anyway, the last chapter was my favourite, yeah. It's called Your Sugar Daddy in DC. <laughs> yep, it tells the story of how the Democrats plan to keep you focused. They want voters to think of them as great big sugar daddies, yeah, who's going to hand them every one of his babies cash in the hope of buying love and affection. Yep, yep, until the day you vote for them. <laughs> oh dear, unfortunately it doesn't mention any plan to trade them in for younger models, you know, when they get bored. <laughs> so that's it, you know, I had to sit and think carefully after reviewing these, yeah. That was far too close to home anyway, so I said up front, fair and balanced and I, equal treatment. Add to that, We've never been a great fan of that love thy neighbour statement anyway, so uh, <laughs> I'm not even going to toss a coin. Nope, and consider any other option. Oh no, I'm doing the honourable thing and burning both of them together. <laughs> well, me lovelies, that's all on me book review feature this time around. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. i got a listener favourite coming up right now. Yep, me and Omelies from around the world feature, and this time, hmm, we're visiting Japan. Oh yes, it's another foodie one. That's an idea for you, isn't it? Well... I knew you'd be missing at least something revolting in my show, away from the wife, that is. <laughs> Still, I recommend holding off on eating till later. Anyway, it's called Medama, or, in this case, tuna fish eyeballs. That is disgusting! Yep. They're the size of a tennis ball. Sure, this recipe is game, set, and match for me right from the beginning. They're just as tough on the outside too, you know, rubbery, they say. But the inside is supposed to be soft and apparently edible. Mm. They're usually boiled in water and then coated with soy sauce and vinegar. Yep, a bit like something from Elsie's Kitchen, only with fewer condiments. <laughs> On the other hand, these have a nasty habit of staring right back at you. Mm. I've heard of an eye for an eye, but this is taking matters too far. Add to that, there's something else really weird, or should I say surreal, about these eyes, you know. They're enormous, you know. Well, the tuna fish you get in that little can is incredibly small, isn't it? Now, I bet you better go work that one out for yourself. 
This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Leaving Japanese cuisine. Yep, that's me only technical expression for some very nasty food. Yeah. <laughs> We're heading to England. Yeah, see, I got a call from old Nigel Ponce, you know, the arrogant catfish-faced gentleman farmer. My brother Young Buck skipped the USA and manages Ponce's farm on his rambling estate there. Yeah, after living in Pennsylvania for 15 years, Buck picked up plenty of American expressions and probably something else, and he really enjoys confusing Ponce with them. Ponce has a call to me for an explanation every time, you know, so see, he hasn't got the internet in the manner, just good old-fashioned manners. So how could I leave the subject of Nigel Ponce without mentioning my special feature right here on the Ned Nat Show? It's called American for Foreigners. After all, Ponce finds most regular phrases and sayings foreign. Oh dear, well, here goes. American for Foreigners with the arrogant British aristocratic contributor. First up is his latest voicemail message. <laughs> Well, hello, Ned. This is Nigel Ponce here calling you from England. This week, Buck has confused me more than ever before. He's told me that every Wednesday he used to go to a gentleman's club and eat buffalo wings. Oh, that really bothered me, old chap. I mean, uh, have you really got flying buffaloes there? <laughs> Tell me, how on earth someone like Buck can get admitted to a gentleman's club? <laughs> oh well, Ned, uh, maybe you could give me a call back, old chap, and uh, clarify matters. Bye. Well, that's easy, Nigel. Let me translate it for you. Last week, Buck started on that dubious road with hookers and hookers, but this time, Buck's told Ponce that when he was in Pennsylvania, he used to eat buffalo wings at a gentleman's club every Wednesday. Of course, Nigel's seen a buffalo before. Yeah, he's a great fan of those old spaghetti westerns, but never saw one that flew before. (laughs) I mean buffalo, not spaghetti, of course. (laughs) He's horrified at the potential of the thing crashing to earth or dropping a heavy, unpleasant load from the sky. Adds that Nigel is a member of one of London's finest and most prestigious gentlemen's clubs, and can't imagine someone like Buck ever being approved for membership, let alone being admitted through the front door. Oh dear again. <laughs> so Nigel, I think I'd better start from the top here. Right, so a gentleman's club in the USA has very few gentlemen, as scantily clad or topless women, running around trying to squat on your lap for 20 bucks. <laughs> $20, Nigel. Yep. Right, quite different from your misogynistic men-only affairs in London, eh? And of course, buffaloes don't have wings, not even here. No, anyway, genetic modification to that extreme should be banned. (laughs) So, you know, I can see your point. So, um... (laughs) And the horror of the possibility, Nigel, but, you know... The buffalo wings is a term for fried chicken wings served with a spicy sauce originating from buffalo in New York State and not the Great Plains at all. Mm. Where in reality, they're actually bison, not buffalo anyway. As you know, Nigel, 
Hens don't fly too far either. I hope that answers your questions this time around. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. When I'm not here, you can find me and my shows at nednatter.com. Other than handling his latest literary offering and receiving a pile of his mail by mistake, I headed over to me and constant political commentating neighbour, old Rush Stonewall Jackson fan. Did not only drop off his mail, but listen to the latest far-fetched second-hand news from the right centre. And of course, all in instalments, yeah, with a weak bladder, he's always rushing off. <laughs> the poor old mucker's got his fanatical political agenda. His folks are still working on getting every possible vote for their GOP buddies. But now, we neighbour old Rush and our new neighbour, Jeremy Sprung, the polyamorous political commentating Democrat ex-TV host, are head-to-head in competition for all those precious votes. See... I've been attempting to balance on my show by featuring a few words from the Democratic camp across the road with Jeremy. As Rush likes to say, only a Democrat could be polyamorous. <laughs> Add to that, Rush is still trying to convince me that Sprung is a dedicated Marxist agitator. <laughs> he takes things too far sometimes, don't he? Either way, Rush hasn't got the stage all to himself anymore. But this time, Rush immediately smiled and lectured Sprung right to his face on all the unique, affordable housing opportunities that are coming up in Afghanistan. Where he says there's apparently an open invitation to all Democrats. (laughs) Of course, Sprung hoped to give old Rush some drama and present the Democratic case too, but this time Sprung was rattling on about the importance of another few trillion dollars for a bunch of extra initiatives. Oh dear, yep, Rush thinks it's really got out of hand and of course replied pretty quickly too, yeah. Just how many more of those trillion dollar windfalls have you folks got left until we're all bankrupt forever, he said. And then he barks his standard statement, yep, gotta go Ned, oh dear. (laughs) By now Sprung knows that Rush has always got to go. (laughs) And flush without quite ever finishing his rant. Despite his rushing off, though, Rush called me later in the day to not only further complain about Jeremy Trillion Dollar Sprung, (laughs) but with his Tennessee teaser, that's his own growing style of humour. He says, if Sprung's folks had an original idea, it would die of loneliness. (laughs) He's on the attack again. This is Ned Nat here with the Ned Nat Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednat.com. Well, they're all safe for you as podcasts, so if you want the repeats and listen to my voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Me lovely vegan neighbour, young Alice Jones, invites me over for our weekly vegan cake and fair trade coffee sit-down. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. <laughs> A couple of weeks ago, we chatted about pet hens, yep, with a free collar and leash. Last time, Alice was seeing things in the future, inside her freshly cleansed crystal balls. But this time, she's dodging the balls and going for pet cocks and hens. She reckons there's big demand for her feathery friends, particularly the more exotic, large and colourful cocks. Unfortunately... I've never bothered with them, you know. I always like to keep me ends unmolested and laying plenty of eggs. 
But Alice says she needs me help in the husbandry department. Yeah, wishful thinking, eh? But unfortunately, she means animal care. Oh dear. <laughs> I'm glad the coffee and cake was reliably nice, though. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. When I'm not here, you can find me and my shows at nednatter.com. Well, me lovelies, it's time for this week's questions and odd news items from you, me listeners. Yep, I've got all here on the Ned Natter Show. Right there, me first item comes from Logan in London, and he's called me about something a bit strange. Well, he's seen this advert, see, for a plant hotel. I mean, you know, I had to look it up, but it really is a place where your plants can hang out whilst you're on vacation. Yeah. They pick them up for you from your home if you like and take them to the hotel for you. <laughs> they even offer spa treatments for your fussier greenery. Yeah. They usually have human names too, these plants, you know. Added to that, there's vegan plant food and different rooms for the sun and shade lovers. <laughs> oh dear. I wonder what room service is like and whether the cannabis plants survive their stay in one piece. <laughs> um, I can just hear it now, can't you? You know, uh, I'm sure Henry had a lot more leaves when he left him here last week. <laughs> oh dear. My second item comes from Gerda in Germany. You know, she's concerned about this thing she read online. Where else? They're called tomatoes. <laughs> So basically, you've got one plant, right, that grows spuds underground and tomatoes above ground. Well, the two plants are related already, so that helps, apparently. Trouble is, if I started growing something like that on my farm, I'd have to re-educate my farmhands. I mean, they wouldn't know if they were coming or going, would they? Oh, hang on, or is it digging or picking? Oh, dear. <laughs> my third item... This time comes from Fiona in Fullerton, and she'd listened to me show about useless items online and thought of her husband. <laughs> oh, well, I might put her a bit better, but anyway, it will. Anyway, Fiona's electronic obsessed hubby Dick never puts down his phone, so she went online and found a shower curtain liner that actually has pockets built into it, so you can slide your phone or tablet inside and still be glued to your equipment. <laughs> you know, watch videos, for example, or whatever else, pictures, you know, whilst you have both hands free for a fast wash. Oh, dear. <laughs> this is Ned Nat here with the Ned Nat Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednat.com. They're all stored for you as podcasts, so if you want me repeats, and listen to me old voice all over again, stop by and say hello. Me dubious con man agent 50% has lined me up with a new ad this week. He's got something very odd this time around. So here goes. You're just going to love our new old stock store. We've got every option, size and colour in a range of brand new old stock items you've probably forgotten all about. Betamax and VHS, video recorders, videotapes, cassette players, record players, boom boxes, typewriters, typewriter ribbons, carbon paper, correction fluid, dial phones, car phones, answer phones, green phones, red phones and wall phones, postage stamps, city maps, country maps and rural maps, fountain pens, 12 inch black and white TVs, 19 inch colour TVs, portable radios, annoying radios, medium wave and long wave radios, red LED watches and much much more. Even 
the very latest Walkman cassette player and the unbeatable Commodore 64 computer in short supply to the first 10 shoppers only. <laughs> We've got the lowest prices and that's our out of date guarantee. Don't visit our website, we ain't got one. No. Call us at 1900 Old Crap. Yep, that's it, 1900 Old Crap. And find the best deals on yesterday's junk today. But wait, we've got a clearance sale been running here for nearly 50 years. To bring us bang up to date, we're offering a buy one, get one free deal on every 12 inch black and white TV purchased in the next 30 days. And you can't beat a deal like that anywhere on earth. <laughs> you know, that's made me think about not beating a deal, but beating me dubious agent instead. Oh dear. Sounds like the kind of place me, mother, old Nan would be right at home with. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show, and whichever way you dice it, me show is unpasteurized and unfiltered. But that's all, me lovelies, and on that note, I better go. So until next time, remember, farmers are getting older, some more than others. It's time some new blood came down the farm and gave us an hand. Shite matters. Without us, you wouldn't have anything to eat. And without me, your Wednesdays wouldn't be so much fun. <laughs> In the meantime, you can find me and all my radio shows at nednatter.com. Yep, they're all safe as podcasts there too. Add to that, there's my social media links. So come by and say hi. It'd be great to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening. It's been a pleasure chatting with you and I hope you'll join me on the Ned Nat show again. So until then, keep a smile on your face. Think positive, don't sweat that small stuff. The grass is not always greener on the other side. It might just be a freeway. <laughs> Goodbye, my lovelies. <laughs> 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 <laughs>